Hey Siri, tell us a joke. I can't. I always forget the punchline. Ah,、oh, come on, Apple. Nobody working in your AI department has a sense of humor. Hey Alexa, tell me a joke. Parallel lines have so much in common. It's a shame they'll never meet. Not bad. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> okay, Carolyn. Why are you asking Alexa for jokes? Well, someone asked a programmer to tell jokes, which means there's a job for that. Yeah, you're right. Actually, pretty much anything you ask Alexa to do, there's been some person behind the scenes. Cedar Burnett realized that one night when she asked Alexa to sing her a song. Who me? I couldn't. I and she. I'm saying she for Alexa. She busted out with this. Crazy pun heavy like it. country song. Well, my Wi-Fi left me, and I'm out in the rain. Those last few answers were hard to obtain, and it was absolutely hilarious. And I just thought to myself, somebody wrote this, and what a cool job! And I would just, I was like, how do I get that job? I'm Joshua McNichols. I'm Carolyn Adolph from KUOW in Seattle. This is Primed. What happens when Amazon comes to your town? This episode, we're looking at the jobs at Amazon's headquarters here in Seattle. Potential HQ2 cities want to know. Hey Alexa, what's it like to work at Amazon? Sorry, I don't know that. We just love it. I basically consistently work ten-hour days. They really need to think about who's not at the table. But before we get into that, an update on the search for HQ2. It's mid-December, and it's been three months since Amazon announced its search for a second headquarters city. Since then, 238 places have applied to host HQ2. Amazon has said a decision is coming in 2018, though it hasn't said when. Sarah Holder writes for City Lab. She says Chicago's bid really stood out. It seems like Chicago could offer up to 50% of the income taxes incurred by Amazon employees back to Amazon itself. <laughs> wow, that would mean Amazon workers would be paying taxes to their boss. Then there's New Jersey. New Jersey is offering five billion dollars, and Newark is offering another two billion on top of that. So all in all, Newark、um, is offering Amazon seven billion dollars. Cities are really stretching themselves to try and land this thing. They want to be Amazon's next company town, and one big reason they're doing it is for the jobs. Fifty thousand of them. Here's the thing you have to understand about Amazon: these are not traditional jobs. In fact, a lot of the jobs that are coming to HQ2 can't even be predicted now. And if people are doing their jobs right, they'll disappear. Poof. So, what are these jobs? That's coming up next. Hey, I'm Ashley Ahern, host of Terrestrial, and I have a story for you. Stephanie Velasquez is 13 and she has asthma, which is triggered by pollen and mold. Like it gets worse, like your heart and、um, your lungs hurt sometimes. Well, my lungs hurt. 
And in a climate-changed world, experts believe allergy seasons will get longer and more severe. Earlier springs, it's higher temperatures, means we're going to see more plant growth, more pollen production. And for kids whose asthma is triggered, they can have a much rougher time. This week on Terrestrial, a family chooses to pick up and move to try to stay one step ahead of asthma. You can subscribe to Terrestrial wherever you get your podcasts. This is Primed. We're talking about how different a job at Amazon is compared to so many other companies you could work for. These jobs have a reputation. People say this is a high-stress, overtime-heavy workplace. At least that's the stereotype. We're going to dig into that, but we're going to be doing a lot of it without Amazon's help. Because there's a lot Amazon won't share with the public. Mostly people who work there are not allowed to talk to us. Unless they're cleared by corporate communications. They've answered some of our questions, but not all. Here's something that's very public. It's right on Amazon.com's job board. Amazon is hunting for 3,500 people in Seattle right now. A lot of them are for software-related jobs. They need more than 400 new people just to work on Alexa. Wow. Many of these jobs pay over $100,000. Yeah, plus stock. These are the kinds of jobs that make parents heave a sigh of relief. We heard that when we attended Take Your Parents to Work Day at Amazon. Take your parents to work? Yeah. It's one of the rare days when Amazon lets reporters inside their headquarters. It's a big social event. Anakit Devecha's mother came a long way for this visit. I'm Aparna, visiting from India. India, Bombay. And I'm, of course I'm proud of my baby doing so good. So I'm so proud of him, feeling very happy. So were Valerie Scott and her husband Steve, who were visiting their son Tom. The technology is just blowing us away. <laughs> we just love it. What great opportunities for anyone who works for this company. Both Tom and Anakit hold highly paid, permanent jobs at Amazon. But not all the jobs are permanent or for people with coding backgrounds. Some are gig jobs, like you can be a fashion specialist for Alexa. Amazon wants Alexa to be able to help people choose outfits. What, you mean like say yes to the dress? <laughs> it says what? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Someone get Randy. I'm not that familiar with that show, but I guess. Anyway, you can send Alexa pictures through an Amazon device and ask, which outfit looks better on me? At Amazon's headquarters, real, live humans render a judgment. What? You mean all the time? Yeah, they do. Meg Whittakind used to work the overnight shift as a fashion advisor for Alexa. Yeah, I think some people couldn't believe that there'd be people at, you know, there at midnight taking a look at the picture that they're sending in. <laughs> but there I was. <laughs> Whittakind judged people's outfits so that Alexa could learn how to judge people's outfits. She was teaching Alexa to do her job. That's how machines learn. It's part of artificial intelligence. It's part of the drive to make Alexa indispensable in people's lives. Amazon is very serious about this. But when Whittakin worked there, sometimes customers made a joke out of it. Yeah, just wearing things backwards or upside down. Or they dress up in ridiculous costumes and ask, how do I look? Uh, we got a few naked photos, so, you know, that's always... <laughs> because I think they were really trying to figure out if there is a human element or if it is just machines. So there would be a lot of people kind of trying to trick it. 
Eventually, Alexa should be able to do more of this work on her own. Which brings up something important about Amazon Jobs. The whole philosophy here is to eliminate work so that people can be freed up to do other things, whether you want to be freed up or not. Whitakin's job was not a permanent position; it was two six-month gigs with an end date. Amazon won't say just how many jobs at HQ One are contract work. We do know that many of the lower-paid jobs at Amazon are contract. Greg Ramirez with the SEIU is trying to unionize Amazon security guards, which he calls officers. A good majority of those officers have been there five years; they haven't seen a wage increase. He says the work is unpredictable. And there are no benefits. Their hours fluctuate from, you know, maybe one week being 45, 50 hours to another week being 20. And so when they look back, they don't meet the threshold to be required to have medical insurance. Amazon referred our questions about this to their security contractor, which disputes that description. You know, but these kinds of complaints are certainly not unique to Amazon. People in lots of industries deal with unpredictable hours and don't get benefits. Yeah, but Amazon relies on contract work a lot. It's part of Amazon's DNA to hire people only when they are needed. Coming up next, what does it take to get a permanent job at Amazon? We tried to get one, kind of. So we've heard about some of the jobs coming to HQ2, and they're not all programming jobs. But no matter what the job is, Amazon has a high bar. They want to make sure people they hire are the best. Alexa, how do I get a job at Amazon? Sorry, I don't know that one. A lot of people don't know. It's really tough to get in. The interview weeds a lot of people out. People try to help each other by posting the questions that they get asked on the internet. Okay, so I'm looking this up on my smartphone. One of the interview questions is, which Amazon leadership principle do you resonate most with? Yes, the 14 leadership principles at Amazon: customer obsession, invent and simplify, earn trust, learn、Have、and be curious, insist on the highest Bias standards, for action. think big. You got to be able to name them and you got to express them. Here's another interview prompt: design an online payment system. <laughs> yes, right in front of the interviewer, and you can't just pull something out of the air. You have to use math. Amazon definitely does look for people who are data driven. Todd Johnson is a recruiter, and he worked for a while at Amazon. He put me to the test. If I was recruiting a recruiter, right, it would be, if you need to hire sixty people, what do you do? What time frame do you need the sixty people? Three months. That's twenty a month, five a week. So then you have to ask a question. Let's say you have ten interviews. What percentage of the people who do on-site interviews get offered a job? Well, that's 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 the question. So that's that was your next question. I think I flunked the interview. Amazon won't tell us what percentage actually succeed. Todd Johnson, who recruited software engineers at Amazon, said very few get offers. It's less than one percent. So we've established it's tough to get in. That actually opens up a very big issue. So let's talk about it for a minute. Who does succeed in getting a job at Amazon? It's an important question because the tech industry as a whole. Lacks diversity. That's actually a fair thing to say about the industry.、Uh, it's about eighty percent white men. That's a national average. That's Michael Schutzler, who runs the Washington Technology Industry Association. Amazon does provide demographic information about its workforce. It shows two-thirds of U.S. managers are white. 
the numbers include both headquarters and warehouse jobs all lumped together. So we can't tease out who gets the very best headquarters jobs. Ruchika Tolshian is a journalist and author of The Diversity Advantage. We went down to Amazon's headquarters and sat on a bench near the entrance. Who do you see walking in and out of this building? Currently, I've seen a group of about, I'd say, six all men. Almost everyone in the group is white and probably around the age of 30. So 30s, male, white. I see a, an African-American man wiping down the surfaces around the Amazon building. We do see some diversity. Tolshin points out some men of apparent Southeast Asian descent. But she says, don't be fooled by the diversity you see on the ground. Amazon's top executives are overwhelmingly white. When it comes to those big fat stock options and those big salaries, you know, it goes to white employees. Michael Schutzler says Amazon is working hard to try to diversify, and he says they deserve praise for that. At least they're making progress. Inside Amazon, there are groups that support African-American, Latino, and female talent. Mark Hatcher represents Ben, the Black Employee Network. It's an emerging group with a lot of big issues uh, that we try to tackle. His estimate? is around 4% of workers at Amazon's HQ are African-American. We're working on programs now to kind of drive that recruitment as well as retain the employees that we have. So we've been talking about what the jobs are and how difficult it is to get in. But just getting in the door doesn't mean your life is easy from now on. Coming up next, what it's like to work at Amazon and why people leave. I spent the summer at KUW with seven other teens. So many of us chose to tell our family stories of staying connected across oceans. Sitting in front of the screen is as if we are just sitting next to each other. Of course, you can't touch each other, right? But it's so close. And how we still find joy. To manage to have moments of happiness is the most rebellious act. <laughs> Radioactive Youth Media on KUOW. So you got the job at Amazon, ran the gauntlet, signed the contract. Congratulations! Now what? You may have heard about that famous New York Times article about how work is so demanding at Amazon that people sometimes cry at their desks. Tomas Schingler never saw people crying when he worked at Amazon. In fact, he loved his time there. But he said thriving at Amazon requires you to embrace impermanence. I mean, the highest achievement that you can, you can have is to manage yourself out of a job. If you can eliminate your job, you can move on to something else at the company. And that's one way Amazon succeeds in getting so much more out of its workers. Shingler says at Amazon, he became a better communicator and a more critical thinker. Yes, there's pressure. But what's so joyful about it is that all of the people who are there and who experience that pressure, they are sharpened by it. And so it's just pure joy often interacting with these people. Of course, you know, uh, sharpening means there's a grindstone involved. But <laughs> And that grindstone means long hours. Shingler worked 10-hour days. Amazon is a great thing to have done. It's a party, but try partying five years straight, right? You get tired. Shingler eventually left his Amazon job and went to Microsoft. It's a story we heard again and again. 
Alex Rossi, loved the grind at Amazon. He says it reflected values he'd inherited from his hardworking Chinese immigrant parents. But eventually, he started to ask some hard questions. I realized that I might be missing out on other parts of life. Rossi had money saved up, so he took a year off work to travel and spend more time with his family. And he came to a realization. There's more to adulthood than work. That's something that I discovered during that one year off. Rossi eventually ended up at Microsoft. Microsoft is beginning to sound like a retirement center for exhausted Amazonians. (laughs) I know, but... I mean, Microsoft can be intense, too, and some teams do work 10-hour days. But Shingler says he has less of a sense of obligation to work long hours at Microsoft. And Rossi says his pace at Microsoft has become more sustainable than it was at Amazon. I think there's a balance, and, and achieving that balance is, uh, is the responsibility of the employer. The responsibility of the employer? What does Jeff Bezos have to say about this? My view is I don't even like the phrase work-life balance. I think it's misleading. I like the phrase work-life harmony. There may be crunch periods where it's about the number of hours in the week, but that, that's not the real thing. Usually it's about, do you have energy? Is your work depriving you of energy, or is your work generating energy for you? If you work at Amazon, we'd love to hear how you'd answer that question. Reach out to us on Facebook. Amazon sent us comments from a highly satisfied Amazon employee. And I'll read from her statement. It says, Life is about the choices and trade-offs you make and feeling at peace with those choices. I am very motivated to do meaningful work and also very protective of the personal time I have with my young kids and husband. So she's saying work-life harmony is possible. You can have it all. But I've got to say, the churn and burn environment at Amazon is well known here in Seattle. Yeah, you go anywhere. Soccer games, birthday parties, and there's always somebody talking about it. Let me tell you about this guy I met. He keeps interviewing at Amazon. Every time I'm interviewed for Amazon, they they turn me down. This is Samir Arshad. He's a software engineer. Amazon is just not that into him. And they say, oh, you're not a culture fit. Sorry. But he's not sure he's into Amazon either. Give us your evenings and weekends sometimes. Work um, on call once every five weeks. Give us your life. Arshad has lots of chances to reconsider because Amazon keeps calling, scheduling him for interviews even though they say he's a bad fit. I'm okay with this. I'm happy to come in and interview in another part of the company and learn more about this company. And I just probe Accordingly, you know, I, I, today I'm going to be probing them at 1 p.m. So we started this episode asking, what are jobs really like at HQ1? What does it take to get those jobs? And would you want one? Hopefully, we've given you some context. We've heard from people who love those jobs and people who leave them. And from people still on the fence about them. We've heard about how impermanent so many of those jobs are. Even the permanent jobs are constantly subject to change. Automation is driving a lot of that. Engineers look for ways to program away their jobs. That is automation. Machine learning and Alexa are replacing more and more of the kinds of work that require human thought. It's made its way all the way to fashion advice with Alexa. Next thing, Alexa will be writing its own country songs. We can get a glimpse of what all that might mean for the rest of us by looking at what automation is doing to labor. 
You can see it at Amazon's warehouses. And what we found might surprise you. That's next time. Primed is a production of KUOW Public Radio in Seattle. Our editor is Carol Smith. Our executives are Brendan Sweeney and Jill Jackson. Our producers are Caroline Chamberlain and Posey Gruner. Our theme is Ripples on an Evaporated Lake by Raymond Scott. You also heard Heartline by Pesner, a Seattle artist. You can find links to their work on our website. Special thanks to our friends at City Lab and to our community on Facebook. This podcast is supported by the listeners of KUOW Public Radio. And here are two ways you can support us. First, we want your review on Apple Podcasts. If you like this podcast, or even if you don't, tell people about it. It'll help us find interested listeners. We really want to hear from you about what these trends in work mean for the future of cities. Lend your voice to our Facebook group. Find it by searching Facebook for KUOW Primed. Alexa, tell me a joke. What kind of shorts do clouds wear? Thunderwear. <laughs>